instead of putting us into these different parameters and saying that there's a right and there's a wrong, what we say instead is, great, you made that decision. That is great for you. You made the best decision for you and your circumstances. And I know about myself that that's not the decision that I would choose. But I don't have to say that because I wouldn't choose that, you are therefore incorrect or wrong in some way for choosing that thing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, and business leaders about what it looks like to raise kids while also building companies. If you're in the thick of it with your career or your business and you've got little ones at home, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. If you want to join a brilliant group of women who are navigating parenting and entrepreneurship and business and life all while raising kids, the Wise Women's Council is a year-long program. Twice a month, we bring wise, vetted experts in to support you in your leadership development. Head over to startupparent.com WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council. One of the goals of this show is to create a series of interviews so that we can share the breadth and depth of all of these different paths to motherhood and to entrepreneurship. I've heard from many, many women already, and my email inbox is going a little bit nuts, but in the best way possible. We're doing a series of episodes to share some of the core themes and lessons that I have learned so far. So. I hope you enjoy this break in between our long form interviews. So with that said, I'll kick it off with number one. The first most important principle, one of the themes that I think has helped me so much in interviewing people and learning from different humans and understanding, well, what's true for you and what's true for me and how do those things fit together and what's the deeper truth here? Is there one? Is that there are three really important words that matter so much when we're talking to each other. And those three words are, in my experience. So when we start telling a story, we say, in my experience, this is what happened. How was your experience? What that does is that opens up the possibility for us to share lots of different stories rather than make assumptions about the way something should look like or what everybody's experience is. When we start a story and it says, well, breastfeeding is hard, period, or breastfeeding is great, period, or breastfeeding is the only thing you should do, period, we run into a little bit of trouble because that's not true for everybody. So I find it immensely helpful to start saying, in my experience. There are multiple stories of being a mother and being pregnant, being a parent and being an entrepreneur. And one of the hardest things I think to do is to embrace these multiple understandings and perspectives. It's a lot easier cognitively to take your choice and then say that that's the right choice and it's the only story that exists. There's actually a reason for this, which I find so fascinating. And it has to do with an idea called cognitive dissonance. So that's when you have some sort of belief or idea or framework in your mind. And in order to attach yourself to it, in order to believe it to be true, it is dissonant, which is to be against or to make a terrible sound. You know, when you play two keys on the piano that don't sound the same and it creates this like awkward, terrible sound to some people. 
that's dissonance. It's when there's like a contrast or a dislike feeling. So when we run into another belief, when it marches into our brain and says, well, hi there, here's another theory. Here's something else to think about. And you say, well, I have to reject that because I already have this operating belief and I believe that this is true. And therefore, that's, it's really hard for me to add this other thing to my brain. For those of you who are scientists out there, you can let me know if I'm explaining cognitive dissonance correctly. So what happens in our brains is that we fight off other examples and we have to make other people wrong in order for us to maintain the belief that we are right. So I'll use breastfeeding as an example because it's an easy one, I think, to start with. But if we say that one is good and the other is bad, or more subtly, when we realize that we've made a decision, for example, there's a parent who cannot breastfeed for one reason or another and ends up using formula because of her working situation, et cetera, and she chooses that, that paradigm, we're going to go through and make that right in the way that we can. And then somebody else who chooses breastfeeding and has been told formula is bad is going to make that right in her brain, his or her brain, however they can. And it's going to be hard to see the other as something that's also possible. The harder thing to do and the challenge for us emotionally and intellectually is to make space to hold multiple truths at the same time. Some people say that this is the wisdom edge. This is the growth edge for many of us is to be able to fully hold each of these stories and say, well, golly, there are a lot of stories and what may be true for me in this circumstance in this time may be different than somebody else. And neither of us is wrong for having necessarily made those choices. So the question here in this episode is what is one instance where you can remember somebody making one decision and you made a different decision? And how were they both right for you in particular? If any of you have read Amy Poehler's book, I think that there's a phrase that stuck in my mind that I really love and I use all the time. And it's the idea that when women are supporting each other and lifting each other up, we use the phrase, good for her, not for me. I love that phrase. Good for her, not for me. And what that lets us do is instead of trying to stuff us all into one narrative or one archetype or one idea of what womanhood looks like, what being a person looks like, what being a parent looks like, should you work? Should you not work? Should you breastfeed? Should you not breastfeed? Do you go to daycare? Do you use a nanny? Do you stay at home? Instead of putting us into these different parameters and saying that there's a right and there's a wrong, what we say instead is, great, you made that decision. That is great for you. You made the best decision for you and your circumstances. And I know about myself that that's not the decision that I would choose. But I don't have to say that because I wouldn't choose that, you are therefore incorrect or wrong in some way for choosing that thing. So it's a phrase that helps me all the time. Good for you, not for me. And it's just like when we choose what we eat or what we don't eat. Good for you, not for me. And in my own words, it's in my experience. It's the most generous place to start the conversation. This first value, the first theme that I've run across is the idea that we operate first from our individual experiences. And when we use the phrase, in my experience, it becomes a much more generous conversation and a way for us to begin understanding each other. 
I would love to hear about your experience of using this phrase. How does it sit with you? What does it make you think of? Leave a comment over on our blog. We have a post for every single episode, so you can go leave a comment there or feel free to send us a note. And as always, we love it when you hit subscribe and leave us a review because that makes a world of difference in helping spread this podcast and share it with women who want to hear about it. Women and men and co-parents and everybody that might want to listen to this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next episode. If you are thinking about joining us in the Wise Women's Council, make sure you apply to join us during our spring or our fall enrollment. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council. I want to tell you a couple of things that people have said about the Wise Women's Council. One of our members said, the business support is top notch. On one of our calls, one person said, my mind is already blown and we're only seven minutes in. Hillary said, Sarah, you are one of the best facilitators I have ever met. And Dana said, if you're somebody that regularly designs community or holds space for other people, here's a place where you don't have to because Sarah has figured it all out for you and you can just be when you're in this space. Caroline said once on a call, she said, I'm normally one of those people that's thinking all the time about how you can facilitate something better. And Caroline said, I don't have to do that when I'm with you. Michelle said it's one of the only places she doesn't have to code switch between so many different identities. She doesn't have to hide being a mom. She doesn't have to hide being a business owner. She doesn't have to explain herself over and over again to different people and have them not understand her. If you are living at the intersection of parent, mom, business owner, leader, entrepreneur, facilitator, or you are running a company, come check out the Wise Women's Council. That's a place I made for you. It's what I needed when I first became a parent, and we've been running this program for six years. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council and apply to join us today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. It is a pleasure to be in conversation with you. You can find out more about everything we talked about and all of the show notes here on your podcast player, or you can head to our website, startupparent.com. I want to give another shout out to all of our amazing sponsors who help make this show possible. We are so grateful to get to work with you and partner with so many wonderful companies and organizations that are dedicated to making life better for entrepreneurs, female founders, and working parents. If you are interested in sponsoring the show and partnering with us, then head to startupparent.com slash sponsor, and you can send a note to our sponsorship team. Did you know that we have a new Substack and we have a secret podcast? Oh, yes, we do. Head to Startup Parents Substack. The link is startupparent.substack.com. I'll put the link in the show notes and check out our secret podcast. When you become a paid backer, when you upgrade your subscription and you join our community, you get lots of perks for being a community member. For our paid backers, I host a monthly private podcast where I dig into the nitty gritty of business building and parenting and everything in between. Listeners and readers get to submit questions, then I pick one or two each month and we dive deep into it. In addition, for our paid backers, we host our Startup Parent Monthly Book Club. This is where we get to talk about interesting books with other smart and interesting and kind people. And I run book club a little bit differently. You can read the book if you have time, but chances are you don't always have time to read the book. So the way I host 
Plus book club is that anyone can join whether or not you've read the book because I give you a summary of it up at the beginning and then I frame up four questions from the book that we can talk about and you'll always be in rooms with other people that have read the book so we can share knowledge and wisdom. The purpose of book club is to have rich and interesting and insightful conversations not to judge you on whether or not you had a chance to read a book. So our secret podcast and our private book club, those are just two of the perks that we offer for people who become community members. And that's not all. I love getting to say that phrase. That's not all. There are actually a lot of other perks, and I'm going to let you discover them when you go to our Substack. Last but not least, if you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would leave us a review. It means a lot to the show, and it helps other people find us. So definitely leave a review. I read every single one of them and I'm so grateful when I see your name in my inbox and when I see that people are leaving more reviews. So thank you for doing that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode.